Hey, Rollers. How's it going today? Thank you for joining us on episode 18. It's going to be another great episode. We thank you for being here. We want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporter at the $10 level, Tyler Strangways. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Roots of Life podcast because we don't have any sponsors or outside network support. We just do this out of the joy and the love in our hearts that we have for you and everybody else out there. So thank you for joining us. Today's going to be another great episode. We hope you enjoy it and let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roots of Life podcast. My name is Taylor. I am one half of the host, joined by the only, he only does it all, James Fitzgerald. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, today's topic, it's one that I really, I really enjoy. We've actually been, we've been pushing it through pretty much everything that we've been doing uh, throughout this entire podcast. Um, and if you're, if you're on our Instagram, it's the same sort of stuff. Positivity, but more importantly, it's self-care and the importance of making sure that you take care of yourself in both uh, body, mind, and spirit. So we're going to try and push that a little bit more, work a little deeper into it, and talk about how you can do those kind of things. And then we're also going to go and talk about the other side of the scale where you end up doing that too often and you kind of escape into that world of either finding things that make you feel good and continue to do so and only do those things or, for example, just escape into a fantasy, fantasy world through video games, reading, whatever it is, and it becomes sort of a problem or a hindrance in your life. Self-love was kind of the direct inspiration for the podcast. Yeah, I think, yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Just like uh, getting into, I think it was the artist's way, was like the spark, and really the, a big part of that book is trying to find a way to love yourself and be creative through doing that, I think. It's about nurturing that side yeah. of yourself and really finding a way to connect with the positive side of your life rather than uh, the negativity that can really weigh you down on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, I know I have a lot of negative thoughts that I have to try and push out all the time just because day-to-day -day life's hard, you get stressed out, and you, you kind of forget to think about the, the positive parts of your life. You, you just focus on what you need to do and why you need to do it and all the different stressors in your life. And it kind of bogs you down, and you forget to take care of yourself and do the things that you need to do to stay healthy and happy. That's why it's always important to just take that time and remind yourself and really try and create a habit out of it, right? Because that... The negativity is so powerful and those negative thoughts and those uh, like it can really just weigh you down and, you know, push you into this other space that nobody really wants to be in. And it kind of starts to bog you down. And you know, that's when like that de 
not depression, but you know, that little bit of sadness weighs in. And that's when you start to really think about the blue skies in a metaphorical sense. <laughs> you get into the blues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have a few different things. Um, there's different parts to kind of focus on. Of course, we have, as I stated, there's mind, body, and soul. So we have a few different things that we can, we're going to suggest that kind of help with each one of those. So we'll start off. I think the biggest one and the most beneficial for me because it helps when it comes to getting, getting myself ready to work on both body and soul is working on the mind. You got to make, you got to change your thinking patterns and get those negative thoughts kind of in the background rather than in the, in the foreground. So you have to kind of de. I, I find decluttering uh, my living space is one of those big helpful things uh, that helps m my mind kind of work at an optimal level. I'm not thinking about all the stuff that I have to do at home because my living space is clean and uh, decluttered and it just helps with organizing the rest of my life. Well, I think in a very practical way, like when you... When your house is cluttered or when your living space is cluttered, you know, you almost want to refrain from doing the things that you know you probably should do. Like, I, I instantly go to the kitchen. You know, if there's a ton of dishes and there's just like stacks of plates and the sink is full, you're not really going to want to cook that nutritious meal that your body wants because there's a lot of other work and emotional labor that goes and physical labor that goes into like the preparation for that meal because you have to do the dishes then you have to prep and cook and then you're probably going to want to do the dishes afterwards so if you can work on decluttering that space and keep it regular then you know in that sense you're going to be able to feed your body the fuel and that's just the mind, you know, like you, you, there's a lot of emotional labor that goes into that, uh, you know, because some people don't want to cook. But if you have that space clean, then you're more likely to do it. Yeah, I know. I enjoy, I actually enjoy cooking. But today I was I was a little hungover. So, I mean, I did have some fun, which is part of self-care. Make sure you have fun and do fun things. But I didn't quite take care of myself properly, so I ended up being hungover. And the kitchen was a bit of a mess, so I ended up just eating, like, two bagels loaded with cream cheese today. That sounds so nutritious. Super nutritious. All the gluten. Loved all the it. gluten. All the sugar. At least in the cream cheese, there's some fat. So yeah. that, that is long-burning fuel. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in the cream cheese there's probably a bit of sugar too, but oh, probably forget about that. It was probably a delicious meal nonetheless. I mean, it was great. I watched Dave Chappelle ate a couple bagels loaded with cream cheese. Honestly, it was like one of those moments where I was I was done eating them, and I was like, oh man, this is just it's a good day because I'm just kind of hanging out, being lazy. But I know this is not how I should be eating or what I should be doing at all. See, and were you really doing that out of, you know, care for yourself? Or were you doing that because you didn't want to do anything else? Oh, it was definitely because I just didn't want to, like, clean the kitchen and do anything else. It was just like, I want to eat food now, and I just want to go sit down again because I don't feel great. 
Yeah, it's amazing how we give into those temptations. Like the hangover is that mm. thing that it's our body's direct way of saying like, yo, you killed me last night. <laughs> like it kind of sucked, man. But yet we always want to do it over and over, right? Yeah, we still end up doing it. How many times do you have that moment where you're like, I'm never drinking again. And then, of course, within, you know, whatever X amount of time, for sure, you're hanging out with your friends and you're having a couple drinks and you're having a good time. I'm sure I've probably had at least five of those never drinking again moments. So Yeah, we all have I'm, them. I'm I sure remember the, have more. the first time I ever had one was on my 19th birthday. It, it got messy and it was fun from what I remember, <laughs> but it was the first time I ever had a hang, like a, a, a headache from a hangover. Yeah. And that was the turning point for me where I was like, I'm never going to do that again. But of course I did. Yeah. Many, many times. I think, uh, I think my most memorable one was like a night where I drank absinthe and a bottle of wine. The next day was not good. Doesn't sound like two that like you a... would want to mix. No, no. Somebody had a, we were doing, I was drinking the wine and then somebody was like, hey, we have absinthe. And I was like, okay, sure. And then I drank a lot of that. And I had, I think my hangover lasted about two days after that one. So that was one of those like, oh my God, I do not want to do that ever, ever again kind of hangovers. Yeah. So but that, I, still I mean, did. that's on the, uh, I guess on more taking care of your body. Yeah. But, so we're talking about the mind and I think. A good one, something I wanted to talk about is, you know, we always have this desire to please the people around us. And so mm -hmm. a lot of the times, you know, we, we end up with uh, a busy schedule because, of course, as you know, we always want to keep busy and people usually want to stay active and you want to try and, you know, we're it's nice when we can have those days to relax and, uh, you know, take it easy on the couch. But you know, generally we're trying to keep it pretty busy. And so sometimes when you need to take that day for yourself and there's maybe somebody who is like, hey, like I could use you today or, you know, I could really use a favor if you could, you know, help me move or if your friend wants to spend some time with you. Sometimes you have to be selfish in a sense and take care of yourself and like learn to say no. It's important to set those boundaries around it because ultimately like you have to take that rest sometimes and it's not always easy but I find those boundaries are super important and so sometimes you have to learn to say no and you know some people won't take nicely to it but ultimately you have to do it like for me it's you know sometimes uh with my girlfriend if she asks me to hang out and I'm like no like I need today for me because you know that's ultimately what I have to do to take care of myself and if there's certain things I haven't done in like in that week, like if I haven't exercised as regularly as I usually like to, then sometimes I'm like, no, like I can't do anything at least till later in the day or the following day because I have to do something for me. So sometimes you have to be selfish and selfish has like a negative connotation that comes with it, but it, it doesn't really does. always have to. It's important to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to add a little bit to that. Uh, it's, it's good to say no to other people, but sometimes you have to say no to yourself as well, not in terms of saying, no, don't eat this bad thing or whatever. I mean, which is important as well, but we have to be 
aware that of our limita- our own limitations and, and what we can do in a week or a, a month or a day, um, simply even with time constraints. But you have to be able to tell yourself, no, you can't actually get that done as well as all these other things. Even if it's something that either you find should be you think is really important or would be really fun some of those things you have to say no to yourself and and be able to be okay with that that you can't be a part of everything you got to get over the FOMO the fear of missing out sometimes you're going to miss out you'll hear the story later maybe but you got to be able to recognize that you have limits and and you can't make it to everything or get everything you need to get done yeah it's important to know like you said, your limitations, because there's only so much time in a day and your body can only take you so far. There's a reason as humans that we sleep every day. You know, our brains can only handle so much. You know, your brain takes in so much data throughout a day and you just wear it down with its constant use. You know, if you ran a car for 24 hours a day, it would break down a lot quicker. So that's important to know when to rest, when to take some time for yourself. You know, those, those, that's really important, you know, just to take that time to slow down and, you know, really care for yourself. Yeah. Uh, part of that as well is don't be negative about it though. Like don't say, Oh, you, you suck. You can't do those things. Compliment yourself at the same time. Say you've already gotten all of this done. It's time to take some time for yourself. It's time to do do things for yourself simply because you need that time. So make sure that you you compliment yourself as well. You have those positive affirmations and positive thoughts and things like that. It really helps with uh, being able to be aware of those limitations instead of just feeling down on yourself about those limitations instead. That was one that I always struggled with, and I think a lot of people do, is where you kind of get into your own head and you think like, oh, I could have gotten more done that day, or I could have done this, or I shouldn't have done that, when, you know, it it really makes a difference when you can spin that on itself and be like, wow, I got all that done today, or, you know, oh, I really good today, you know? Instead of thinking about what you didn't get done or what you could have done, think about what you did do and what you did accomplish because that takes this weight off of you. And ultimately, it's going to make you so much happier. It makes it so much easier to smile. You're going to be able to engage in more engage in more interesting conversations and just connect with people. You know, you're going to laugh more. You're just going to have a way better day. And so it's hard. But I've always, if a good one to do is to write down affirmations. You know, think about the things that you say to yourself regularly, like the negative things. Like if you say something bad about yourself regularly, write down the affirmation for it. Write down the opposite of it. If you say oh, I'm, like, if you struggle with weight, you know, if you're thinking, like, oh, like, I'm out of shape, think, like, wow, I feel really good about, I don't know, like, I 
feel really good about my body today and just say that to yourself write it down five times say it to yourself five times and that'll start to shift your thinking and it'll like just help your brain and your mind operate on a daily basis so much easier and you'll get so much farther you know you just like oil that motor with the right information and it'll like it'll take you so much farther that's something i feel like i really need to do a lot more of because that's it's definitely something i struggle with is those negative thoughts i start thinking like oh you didn't do this right you didn't do that enough or whatever it is and then i end up getting into this negative thought spiral basically where i just start thinking well you didn't do it and why would you do it now kind of thing and you just end up never doing the thing when simply just doing it would be a lot easier than having all these negative thoughts tell you not to do it. Yeah, which... th there's a lot of emotional labor that goes into that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to not do something because I think that, like, when we talked about the fear of success, like, you're going to ultimately do it, and then there's, like, something that comes after that, and that is usually mm -hmm. a lot harder to come to terms with than just not doing it because when you're not doing it you're comfortable and it's a lot easier to make an excuse for yourself and say well i didn't do it i can do it tomorrow or i can do it the next day rather yeah. than putting yourself into that tough situation and getting outside of your comfort zone and really just like doing it and it's weird because you will feel better once you do it but for some reason, there's always like this form of resistance that just makes mm -hmm. us want to stray from doing the things that we know we need to do. Yeah, I've actually I've actually caught myself recently. Uh, I was I had somebody telling me that they were going to listen to the podcast, and I was and in my head, like right away, I was like, oh, tell them not to listen to like the first three episodes because of audio, and then tell them to start at episode fourteen where we change the format because it's different now. And like I started writing this out to them, and then I wrote and I sent it, and then I was like. Then I, then I told them, I was like, I'm sorry, like, this is, this is part of just like, I'm a little bit conscientious about it at this point, just because of what we've, we've done, like, get into this, like, this frame of thinking, where I see all the flaws that we've had in the past on, on like, what we've improved on. And I just like, I want you to see the best of it before, before any of the other stuff. So like, I told them, listen to whatever part you want. It's it's all there. It's it's our content, and it was the way we wanted it when we when we did it. But as I go back and listen to them, I'm like, oh, we could have done that better. We should have done this. When really, it is what it is, and it's all, it all is like as good as it's gonna be. And yeah, it's out there, and it's it's perfect the way it is now. Yeah, and that's all you can do is, you know, just accept the situation for what it is, but know mm -hmm. that if you can put yourself in a position to do these things and just work through the little bit of nuances and the resistance that face you, you're going to feel better when you get to the other side rather than beating your head against a brick wall and getting nowhere. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Now, the body. How do you take care of the body? How do you show self-love and care for the body? Because I love just the metaphor of, like, your body is a car. Like, you're mm -hmm. on this road trip through life, and you have this body. And 
you know, if you don't take care of it, you're not going to get very far. But if you oil that thing and take it in for its regular maintenance and just care for it, you're going to get a lot farther on this trip than you will, you know, when it breaks down 50 kilometers down the road. Yeah. And definitely don't beat your head against a brick wall. That's that's definitely that, not going to help with the body. No, either. that won't help at all. <laughs> um, so I know one thing that we've both mentioned we like to do, um, which we do at home mostly, is just we dance around when we're listening to music. Um, I remember when I was at your house watching you create music. I loved watching that you were actually dancing while creating it. Like it was, it was just awesome to see that you were so into into the spirit of the music that you were moving as well as creating the music instead of just like sitting down at a computer moving things around you were physically like manifesting the music with your movements in a way it's it really cool yeah that's a big part of making music for me is i have like my drum machines and i like to stand up and that's why i like engineering in the studio is because i get to stand up and i get to move and i get to set up mics and i'm playing with uh knobs on the console and doing all these things and it's not just me sitting at my computer for 12 hours or less or whatever it might be right i I really get involved and i get to move and it's a lot more fun and engaging and so yeah dancing is like a great one you know like I feel like that's one that a lot of people do that they don't like to admit, whether you admit it or not, is, like, everybody, I can imagine, just sits, or, like, when they're at home alone and they've got the tunes cranked and they're doing whatever, like, everybody's doing it. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's singing along to their favorite song. Everybody's just, it feels good. It feels good to let it out in a place of no judgment, you know? And if you can do that in your home or if you need to take a night a week to go out and dance with your girlfriends or whatever, like, you should do that because dancing's a great one. Like, it's been... You just look at all, like, the... Even just, like, foreign tribes and stuff and older cultures, you know, mm-hmm. where that was, like, a big part of... um just everyday life was, you know, they would have fires and they would cook food and they would dance and, you know, drum circles and play songs. And it was a part of everyday life. And I think, you know, we're very much in that world now where if you work a nine to five and you're at a computer all day, you're sitting down and that's hard for your body. Like your body is not used it it doesn't want to sit down for eight hours at a time or 12 hours at a time. And I fall victim to that as well. Like I end up sitting down for a long time because of my job. And so it's important to get up and move, you know, uh, you know, if you're into meditating or if, if you can really like, you know, breathe air into those important parts of your body, if it's really important to listen to your body and notice like what parts are tense that day and what hurts and if something needs to be stretched out you know like really listen to your body because your body will send those signals you know if you just take a step back and just like close your eyes and think about your body like what body parts are you feeling like what is there you know it's important to recognize that like I can tell you right now like my back hurts and that's my brain telling my body that my back needs some self-love i actually just stretched out my shoulder because it was i was i could sitting here and it was hurting so stretching it and got it all the crack and stretch and it feels great now 
yeah that's awesome right you know you just gotta like listen to those signals Mm -hmm. because you know again like we get so caught up in our own world these days that we forget to take that time to listen to to us to ourselves you know and you just you have to like get to know yourself on an intimate level yeah like you gotta get into that i'm actually really excited I'm, i'm going back to the island um in i think exactly a week today um and part of that, I have planned to go dancing with all my friends on the island because that's one of my favorite activities is going out and dancing as hard as I can for as many hours as my body will let me. There you go, man. <laughs> it's that's fun. Awesome. I you love just it. Gotta shake it, let it loose, let your body yeah. feel good and just get going. It's fun. You know? um, another one I think for the body, you know, is that we've I think we've talked about it before it's it's as simple as like like vitamin d is a leading uh lack of vitamin d is a leading form of depression or a leading cause of depression mm. and so going for as short as like a 20 minute walk and giving your body that time to like move and like stretch your hips and get your legs motivated and uh you know really like soaking in some sun hopefully it's not cloudy you know yeah it, it can really do a lot for you especially especially now uh coming into spring as we've just gone through winter which is one of the biggest problems for uh for people with with seasonal affective disorder where the, the sun's not out enough so they don't they don't get enough vitamin d and because of that a lot of people end up with depressive symptoms and uh, they they don't feel very good about themselves and things like that because of the lack of vitamin D from the sun. So coming into spring, it's really good to go out, get some sun, replenish that body's vitamin D, maybe take some vitamin D supplements if, you, if that's something else you want to do as well. It's really good to do those things. I had somebody tell me a few months back that vitamin D is one of the, one of the only... Uh, vitamins that our body doesn't get from food and that our body can't create itself mm-hmm. so if you're not outside regularly or if you live in a dark place or it's you know cloudy and rainy a lot then vitamin d is a very good supplement to take because it's something that you don't get from food you don't get your body can't create it itself so vitamin d is a good one mm-hmm. or just go outside and get some sun hopefully the spring hopefully the spring does good or go tanning. I know people who do that. I mean, it's mostly I mean, girls, I guess. Some guys as well, yeah. you know. I meant I mean, like actually out in the sun. But yeah, tanning well, as well. either way, right? I think you're like, still getting some of the vitamin D, right? You are that. totally getting yeah. vitamin D. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. I know people who uh, had a lack of vitamin D and actually went and saw a doctor for it. Or, you know, and the doctor said go tanning because oh it, cool yeah like it you know so it's i mean yes people can do it to tan and get you know change the color of their skin tone but you can also Getting do bronze, it for bro. the purpose of health benefits but i also think that you don't like if you're doing it for the vitamin d like you don't have to go in as long as people usually do to change the color of their skin tone like you can go in and tan for you know like a really short amount of time and get the the health benefits and your skin mm-hmm. can intake the nutrients and the, the vitamin so microdosing tanning 
There you Love go. It. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, another one that I think is really important that I, f- I feel like in today's culture, in today's society, it's become something that people do just for the straight, like, instant pleasure, but actually getting to know yourself intimately in, like, a sexual way is, I think, really helpful for your body. Not just that, like, watch porn for 10 seconds, jerk off as fast as you can kind of thing, but, like, actually take your time. I know it sounds all, like, I don't know. Many, I feel like girls have got it right from the beginning where they, like, do the candles and, like, make a day of it kind of thing. Like the Oh, for sure. Like, do that. Like, even, like, if you're a girl that doesn't, try it out. If you're a guy, you probably don't. You should do it. Just like take some time, make it last. Like enjoy the, that. Enjoy shit. that that moment. Like don't don't just rush to the end. Like the journey's part of the fun. Fuck yeah, it is. Make that body feel good. There you go. <laughs> I think that's just really important. Um, yeah, and absolutely. If you got candles, get some that smell good because good smells are nice. Good smells are nice. Ever since I put up candles one time, every time my girlfriend comes over, she's always like, can we put, can we put the candles on? <laughs> That's like, awesome. Yes, absolutely. We can put the candles on, baby. Yeah, she loves the candles. Man, and I don't blame her. We have so they, many candles. They do smell good. They do. Absolutely. I love candles. Totally. So the third part of self-love and self-care is the soul. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the mind the body, and the soul. And so it's a tricky one because everybody's different in this sense. And I mean, everybody's different in all these ways because everybody has different needs and different desires. But Jimmy, how, how would you, what, what are some things you think about when talking about self-love of the soul? Like, when, How would you take care of your soul? How would you take that time to really nurture it and care for it and make it feel good. Um, I find that I, there's I find that there's a lot of different ways that I do it, but one of the ones that comes to mind right away is finding like making a beautiful playlist of like the the music that just like hits you really hard, like right in the chest. You just feel it, and then going for a walk in nature while listening to it. That's that's one of the ones that for me it's just like I feel recharged and replenished when I'm done. I just feel mm. really good. And it's just like a really fun and nice experience for me. I know I actually used to do stuff like that um, before trying psychedelics like mushrooms. And I would, there was some of this music that I would listen to that was, you could qualify it as like dreamscape or psychedelic. And I would go through the woods and kind of just like touch things and check things out. And then when I did mushrooms, I was like, this is kind of, how I feel when I do those, like those music trips through the woods, like this is very similar. It's like a similar feeling. So if you are against psychedelics or don't want to put those into your body, that's something you could try. There you go. You heard similar benefits on the roots of life podcast there. I have not checked any science behind it, but that's my own experience. Think about it though. I mean, I don't know. It sounds nice. You know, it sounds relaxing. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So yeah, I would, I would give it a jive, go for a walk, put some 
good tunes on. Some real emotional music, baby. <laughs> Get down and low. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor. Cool. I know you're all about this, this part of self-love. How do you, what are some of the things that you do? I feel like this is part that you really focus on. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, my creativity is a big one, I think. It it, it really depends on what your soul calls to, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I just have this desire to uh, create sometimes. Like, that's a big one for me, you know, and sometimes, like, that is that time where I have to take time away from other things and just like unwind and sometimes it's as easy as pulling up a coloring book and just letting my mind rest because when I color I just don't even think about colors really much I'm not super picky and I'm not anal about it so I find creating like art is a great one for the soul just because we like there is that part of you that your mind will work up uh like when I think of it I try and do art that I'm not picky about like when I work on music I'm very critical of it I try not to be but because it's it's something that I take very seriously if I'm really trying to like care and like unwind then I won't work on music because I'll do something else because when it comes to say like doing clay work or pottery or coloring it's not stuff that I really uh like, I'm not worried about the outcome as much because it's not, like, my name and my brand is stamped on it kind of thing. I'm just, like, cool. Like, this is just me time. I'm doing this for myself. And so that's one I like to do, you know. And I think if you play an instrument, like, that's a great one to just sit there and, like, relax and just, like, jam out on the piano or a guitar or whatever, uh, whatever your jam is. So I think art... And creating is a great one. I also, I think, you always hear about people. Like, I've gone through different phases of my life where sometimes I find that I like to do this more at certain times in my life than others. Like, because sometimes I get caught up in my own shit, which I think a lot of us do, obviously. But helping other people is always a good feeling and a good reward. And I think Mm -hmm. it takes some of the stress and it takes uh, your mind off of, you know, some of your own shit. And so you can focus on helping other people and doing other things. And that can be really nurturing um, for your soul as well. So those are some things, you know, that can come in different forms as well. It can be as easy as, again, like coloring a, picture for someone or drawing a picture for someone or you know if you have the time like uh you know writing a letter to someone can be so like therapeutic it's amazing so uh those are some things that I really like to do or again like candles like senses like if you can if you can just learn to unwind and like not get down on yourself for it like there's so many things i don't know like i feel like i'm i could just go on and on here i know i i had the same thing but i was like i gotta cut myself off pass it over to you 
see what you got and then we can go from there well, yeah a lot of it is mind body and soul like mm-hmm, when i yeah. think you know like i don't know like i always i focus on the soul because the mm-hmm. soul is like what'll like bring me peace and happiness i find you know is when i take mm-hmm. care of it so uh to wrap all of those into one like instead of me running in a circle saying all this different stuff i think one that takes care of the mind body and soul and i think it's a good one just for us to like wrap this topic up on is meditation because it helps your body relax if you can learn to like relax your muscles through deep breathing then you can you know, just release that tension out of your muscles, you know, from your shoulders, or if you've been sitting all day from your hips, and it's a great one. So like meditation is good for that. Uh, It's great for your mind, like if you can learn to focus on your body and like focus on your breathing, and it can help relax the mind and like get rid of a lot of the excess garbage thoughts, and like the data that you've taken in that day. And so that's a great one for the mind as well. And then It's just, like, at that point, you've, like, opened up yourself to just, like, new thoughts and new ideas and new opportunities. And that's, I think, what, like, caring for the soul is about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about leaving yourself open to the, the opportunities that the universe presents you and just you know, opening one, like closing one door when it needs to be closed and turning to the three other doors that are guaranteed to open, right? Like when you close that door behind you and you turn around, there's always going to be other opportunities and there's always going to be things there. So it's important to like, just, I I find meditation is a great one. And that's kind of where I wanted to end this on. I like it. Yeah. Um, I think with meditation as well, it, you can also kind of start thinking about how you feel. And I think part of working on the soul is like focusing on emotions and finding out how you feel about things and why you feel that way and where you are emotionally. Because a big part of that is just trying to be a happier person so that you're happy in your life and you can't be happy if you don't understand where your emotions come from. Yeah, you have to like know what it is to be angry to know what it is to be happy Mm -hmm. you know you have to understand what sad is to understand what happy is and i think that's something that people get twisted a lot is you know people don't like to feel their emotions and they try to numb it out with you know uh substances and just like you know uh social media and other information so they can distract themselves from it when really it's important to notice those things because if you just avoid being sad and you avoid being angry, then you're going to like end up not really knowing what it is to be happy. You got to know the lows to get the highs. Exactly. (laughs) All the highs. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, Jimmy. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Moon dust in your lungs, stars in your eyes. You are a child of the cosmos, a ruler of the skies. Welcome back, everybody. It is that time of the day where I get to ask James my favorite question. Jimmy, I want to know what tickles your fancy. You do? <laughs> but that's not my answer for today. My answer... Well, it should well, be. 
It kind of is, but it's also you're. I mean, you're a part of this answer. You're a part of this answer. Okay. When a plan comes together. Oh, when a plan comes together. Yes. Say it loud, Jimmy. When a plan comes together. Ow. <laughs> All right. Can like you part of this, give me an example? This podcast, right this here. This podcast. What we're this doing. One, this one right, right now. here. Yes. Today. Like the roots of life. Roots of life podcast. Goddamn. Yeah. I love it because we plan things out. Sometimes it doesn't work, but then sometimes it's just fabulous and it just works and we don't have to do anything extra to make it work. It's just there and it's beautiful. And that's what I love when a plan comes together. I love when plans come together. There's Me nothing too. worse than when a plan falls apart. No, that's, that's actually like the opposite of this is one of the worst things. Yes. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We, we don't do that. We're all about, about the what, good things. What tickles our fancies? What tickles your fancy? Well, what tickles my fancy is those sunny days where it's nice and warm out, but not too warm. And there's a nice layer of snow on the ground. And you go out back, you've got your toques on and your snow pants, and you've got... All the kids from the neighborhood. It sounds kind of pedophilia, kind of. But anyways, <laughs> when we my, were kids, of course. What tickles my fancy is snowballs. I was gonna say snowball fights, like snowballs, like when you've got just people, the snowballs, and people are having fun, and there's like a big community, and people have snowballs, and you're rolling lots of them, and you know you're throwing balls, and people are getting hit, and there's like ice and snow <laughs> splatting across people's faces, and all that jazz. For anyone who's not Canadian, this happens every day, um, just so you're aware. And and toques are beanies if you're American. And just we do live in igloos. All the igloos. All the igloos are lived in. So don't even try to <laughs> live in my igloo. I love snowball fights. Uh, one of my favorite my favorite moments in the snowball fight is like, of course, the the aim the name of the game is to hit the person across from you. And my favorite moment of a snowball fight, I hit someone inside the head so hard, I filled their ear with snow, and then they pulled it out, and it was like the perfect like shape of the inside of their ear, and it was amazing. No way! It was great. That's awesome. <laughs> it was probably super bad for their ear, but it was really cool. Yeah. I remember when we used to have snow days, and because I lived so close to the school growing mm. up, and it was always like there was like a massive hill at the school. Yeah. And so everybody like on snow days would still go to the school because it was a place <laughs> to go sledding and play. And there was always like lots of people. And so we always used to have like the best snowball fights, like the giant field. Mm-hmm. You know, you build two forts and then you just like huck balls at each other all day. Yeah. They're like, oh, these kids won't come to school. Just kidding. We went anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> Topic two for the day. Jimmy, you specifically wanted to talk about escapism. I did. I did. And I like it because it kind of fits in with like the contradictory aspect of escapism. Or sorry, it's self-love. The, it's the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, it's something that we in do way, to yeah. neglect our, ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, you, it's not always a bad thing. 
yeah, I mean, there's there's escapism literature and escape and things like that. Like, I mean, fantasy games or anything anything to do with fantasy is in a way it's escapism because you're not necessarily doing it to learn anything, but you're doing it for the pleasure of something different, something fun. Yeah. But escapism can become a problem. Escapism is the avoidance of unpleasant, boring, arduous, scary, or banal aspects of daily life. It can also be used as a term to define the actions people take to help relieve persisting feelings of depression or general sadness. So that exactly talks about not feeling your feelings. Exactly. Exactly. What that is what we talked about, right? Like using a substance as a form of escapism mm-hmm. to numb yourself to those necessary emotions that as humans we are supposed to feel. Exactly. It doesn't even have to be a substance. It can be it can just be like you go and literally sit in a closet to escape things. Like it can be a physical action. It can be it can be a substance. It could be like just You know what I love you know what I love about that example hmm. is it doesn't seem like that one would be very common. Yeah. But when you put it into that perspective, it makes you realize how unhealthy it is. Yeah. Like you think of somebody just like hiding in a closet and you're like, dude, that's not right. Like you shouldn't be doing that. And when you put it in that light, you're like, okay, like that's not something we should be doing. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I wanted something that like would hit, be, be like, no, that's not cool. That's not okay. And it really, I mean, escapism is, it's good in the terms of self-care when you need to, you just need to like get away from that stress for a little bit for like maybe an hour every couple of days or every, or even a, every day or whatever it is. I know like... Both Taylor and I enjoy playing video games, and that is a form of escapism. It's something you can do that allows you to kind of rest your mind, ease your worries, things like that, and you get to enjoy the the process and enjoy the game. But it becomes a problem when that's all you do, and you start to neglect other parts of your life. Um, binge watching Netflix for hours on end. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I've done that many times. <laughs> I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day, or somebody had made a comment. The roommate actually made the comment. The roommate. <laughs> I was watching Netflix, and I was like, oh, should I watch another episode? Should I go to bed? And then he pointed out how Netflix gives you 15 seconds before between episodes and he was like i hate how you have 15 seconds to decide what you're gonna do with the next half hour of your life right and i and i realized that he was totally right you know Mm -hmm. but they like it's not a lot of time you have to make a lot of pressure yeah i mean i've been watching uh things on crave tv as well and even there, theirs is longer. I think it's almost a minute, but like 45 seconds, I think is what it is. And even 45 seconds to decide what the, you're going to do with the next half an hour to an hour of your life is like, okay, I have 45 seconds. If I don't make it, I have to watch this. Exactly. Because it's, it's on. It's, it's there. I can't just do not. You, do you ever almost try and like go do something quickly, like run to the bathroom within that minute and then come back or go grab snacks. I'm always like, okay, I got, I got 15 or 45, whatever, however long it is. And I'm like, okay, I can do so many things in that time. 
and then I'll come back and I'll still get to watch this. And I still got those things done. I never get enough done. I usually come back and I'm like, oh, I got to restart it. But I yeah. still try. So how do you how, how do you minimize the escapism, Jimmy? Like, how do you keep it at a healthy dose? To be honest, the, the biggest thing is like moderation, trying to moderate between... Like, for example, today I did not moderate at all. I sat on the couch all day. I was a little hungover, as I stated earlier. So, I mean, I kind of felt like it was justified. I was like, I don't feel good, so I can just lounge around and be lazy. But really, it's not good for me to do that. I should be I should be moderating and 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 being aware of where I am and what I'm doing and, and my time. But that's the biggest thing is just being aware of my time, trying to make sure that I, I do at least something productive um, before I do something that's that's not so productive, like escapism. It's it's like what I do when I'm working with the youth that I work with is I give them some options of what we're going to do for the day, of what they would like to do. And then I tell them what they have to do before they get to that point. So it's moderating their 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 joyful activities, their escapism activities with stuff that they have to get done. Totally. I, I think as a young adult now, I have talking about it makes me appreciate my parents so much more when my parents said, you have to do your homework before you go and play. Yeah. Because you have to take care of those things in your life before you clock out, you know, Totally. And, but also don't feel bad if, you know, you put something on hold till the following day, because like we said before, you only have so much time in a day Yeah. and you need to moderate the work and play, right? Mm -hmm. Because too much of anything is bad and you just have to, you know, care and nurture for all aspects of your life and because that's what's going to make for a happy life. Yeah. So escapism can be a good thing. You get to do the fun things in life. That's where the fun is. That's where you're escaping the the boring, the the lame, whatever it is. But you can do positive things through escapism. For example, like going for a walk or a hike for me is something that I enjoy doing. I love doing those things. It's a form of escapism for me. While I'm doing it, I don't have to think about the rest of my life or those daily things. But it's also, I'm doing something physical and I'm getting that fun part in. We, t we spoke about that when we talked about physical health in like episode eight, um, where finding something fun to do for your physical activity is the best way to do it because it helps you stay motivated to be physical. But it's also fun. So you get to escape you your go. life. Yeah. Perfect. Escapism. Um, from what I found, I was reading about escapism when I, when I decided this should be a topic. And I found this beautiful article that kind of put it on a spectrum and a continuum where there's good escapism on one side, and then there's really bad escapism on the other side where that is your complete obsession and nothing else. But in between, they slowly slide the scale up, up to that bad point. And the next phase after escapism being a good, healthy, positive part of your life is where it be starts to become a tool for avoidance. 
you start to avoid those things that you that you know you have to do. Um, you start to avoid the people that you don't want to be around, but you, well, I mean, sometimes that's good as well, but you start to avoid those like those fights and things that you know you need to have in your life to, to have a healthier life. You just avoid emotions. And instead of working, you procrastinate and things like that, which it's good to recognize when a f- like when you're utilizing something as escapism or mm-hmm. when you're using like in a negative way or in a positive way, because, you know, th- certain things are good for you and, you know, like will relieve stress and all those negative things that we talked about. But, you know, when, yeah, like when it becomes an obsession and it's all that you do and it's all that you care about, that's, that's when it becomes an issue. And, you know, like when you start giving into certain things, you know, when you like, Eating is a great form of escapism. People will eat not because their body needs fuel, but because of, you know, you always hear about those people who, oh, I got in a fight, so I went and ate ice cream or, you know, things like that. I was bored, so I raided the fridge. Yeah. (laughs) It happens. That's a normal one for me. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Um, another thing it, on that same topic, if if you notice that you're starting doing those things where you're kind of ne- neglecting your health and your 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 hygiene, um, that's a, that's a good indicator that you're you're using escapism in a in a negative way in your life. For example, if you're not like if you're not shaving or cutting your nails or showering or eating healthily on a regular basis, those are definitely good indicators that there's something in your life that you're escaping from by basically not doing the things that you need to get done. Jimmy? Yes? Yes. What's wrong? Why? Well, you have a beard. You haven't shaved. No, no. So... <laughs> it's, it's, it's... Well, I, I actually have to I'm, fix You're it, neglecting but... something. You're not, you're not taking care of yourself. No, no, my beard, I, I sculpt it. Oh, okay. I, I make it look good. Yeah, you always look good. Thanks, man. Thanks. I, yeah, uh, anytime. <laughs> and I did have a shower today, too. I mean, my diet not so great <laughs> Good <today>. job, Jimmy. <laughs> but I showered, so. <laughs> You're doing something right. I'm okay. I'm, I'm still in the middle there. A little wobbly, but I'm okay. That's fair. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get... You're footing back, mm-hmm. and you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's escapism for you. You know, it's just good to keep an eye on those things. Observe the things that you might do. And just, you know, it, it's good to just at least acknowledge them. And if you can recognize what they are, then you can maybe start to make some little changes and shifts. And, you know, maybe... When you, like, run to something, like, if all you do is, like, if, like, when you come home from work is you just, like, lay on the couch, like, maybe you should try and do, give yourself a half an hour to do other things, like, whatever needs to be tended to in your household or 
to yourself before you get to the couch. Like, you know, it's just good if that's what you do, right? You know, give yourself time to do other things. It'll give, just if you can observe them, then you can change them as necessary. Yeah. yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. Uh, that's escapism. I want to mention where I actually got the inspiration for talking about escapism, actually. Okay. Um, I had spoken, I, th- I think, in the last episode about how we have been trying to create a community um, uh, with positivity and things like that. And we had, we had actually been, I had been speaking to someone else who has been working on a podcast. Um, and what she does is she travels the world and basically does her podcast from wherever she is and talks about her travels and the different things that she, she kind of thinks about and co- thinks about and comes across. Um, and one of her Instagram posts was this, this beautiful explanation of escapism in the form of travel. And it's, it, her podcast is called art of the unknown podcast. I'll, I'll put a link in the, in the blog notes for it, but I just loved the way that she, she wrote about escapism and her traveling, traveling and how some people can use traveling to escape their day-to-day life literally by like literally running away and traveling the world. Did we not talk about this a few episodes ago? I'm not sure if I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but I know we did talk about her um, her podcast. But I might have mentioned that exact, exact thing. thing. No, I when we t- on our episode about traveling, I think we mm-hmm. talked about it and how people will use it as a form of mm-hmm. you know neglecting the, their life and getting yeah. away from certain things when that can not necessarily be healthy. But that was my inspiration. Cool for this part. Well. Yeah, we'll put the link in the description, and you should definitely go check out her podcast. Yeah. So, topic three for the day isn't really much of a topic. I mean, I don't want to, like, throw shade on it or anything. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's to be taken lightly. Uh, I just mean we're not going to get into some huge discussion or anything about it. We're just going to talk about quickly about it uh because it it needs to be talked about mm-hmm. you know we we just had a friend a, a colleague you know uh a peer pass away a peer yes pass away um from jimmy do you do you want to do you want to uh talk about it yeah yeah so we have a friend from back in Nanaimo, um, and again on the on the topic of escapism, he had got caught up. From from what we know, he got caught up in in drugs and I think specifically um, opiates or something. And he got to a point in his life where he ended up dying from an overdose. So we wanted to mention like. Escapism is, escapism and drugs especially be, can be very dangerous and a big health concern. And we just want everybody to be safe. And if you, if you do do these things, then be safe about it. Know where you're getting things. Do small amounts. Like, check these things. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to talk about, to be honest. 
I haven't I haven't seen him in a really long time, but it's 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 just crazy to to have somebody like that you know personally go through these struggles and then end up in this in this space. So I want to say rest in peace to Anton. Yeah, it's there's been a lot going on here lately in terms of people passing away at a very young age Mm -hmm. and it sucks and it you know it takes a toll on everybody and i get it but yeah just want everyone to be safe out there you know times are hard but you know rest in peace take her easy be safe we love you all All right. Now, Jimmy. Yes. What is our listener challenge for the week? Well, our listener challenge is really, it's something you should do all the time. Um, Take care of yourself. Let us know if any of these tips um, for self-care or anything we talked about with escapism, if any of that helped you or inspired you in any way, just send send us something letting us know what you thought, even if you want to say, hey, I think you guys are wrong on this, and we can have a discussion about it, something like that. Um, and we try, to do, we try and do this listener challenge every week um, on each podcast. Um, I don't remember when we started, but we've been trying to keep them going and have as many of them as we can. And we don't mind if you go back and find something in another episode and you, and you send it to us now. You can go do any of them and send them in. There's no time constraints on that. We always want to hear from all of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can do that. You can go listen to previous podcasts and uh, do any of the previous listener challenges. And you can reach out to us on Instagram forward slash roots of life podcast or you can reach us at roots of life podcast at gmail.com we're at twitter at roots of life pod uh we also have our website up where we got some blogs and some uh notes on a lot of the episodes so you can go check those out roots of life podcast.com so we really hope to hear from a lot of you so yeah yeah on that note we're gonna get into what is artist of the week our artist of the week is kyle miller he sent us his information at roots of life podcast at gmail.com where what you can also do so send us your information whether you're a musician or an illustrative artist and we will share your art with everyone else we want to help spread love and creativity and positivity with everyone so if you have an original piece of work that you want to share with others feel free to send it to us and let us know and we will share your social media handles and your work with everybody so on that note i'm gonna give read a little bio of kyle and kyle is the Owner at TGT Studios? Yeah, owner and creator. Yeah, and so TGT Studios is a small 
and highly specialized art studio on the west coast of Vancouver Island in British Columbia, owned and operated by third-generation woodworker and artist Kyle Miller. Miller began his training in traditional joinery and cabinet making before branching out to include stringed instrument design and construction and prop work. Miller's work has been seen in a wide range of venues, from national museums to different stages around the world. Mm-hmm. So, Jimmy, you know Kyle personally, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about him, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, I actually met Kyle, um, I think it was second year of university. We were in a psychology class together. Um, he's a really f- uh, really funny, down-to-earth guy. We started talking because he noticed one day that I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast on my phone, and he was also into doing the Joe Rogan podcast. And we also ended up working together on one of our assignments. Um, he's a really nice guy. He's still in school because this um, his studio basically just like went off and sort of doing really well. So he's basically going to school part time. He was doing psychology, but I'm not sure what he's doing now. I think most recently he's been doing um, English, I believe, um, and he just got published in an article as well doing that. So it's pretty cool. He's doing really well for himself. Uh, he's, so he now has his own publication from something he's done at school. He runs his own studio, and his work has been seen in so many places. It's amazing. Man, this, this guy, Kyle, he's just like, his work is phenomenal. Just like, it, it's oh, so amazing. Blows my mind. Yeah, so we're going to... We're going to post the website and his uh, social media handles in the description below. But it's uh, his website, www.tgt-studios.com. Go check it out. He's got this beautiful, like, just gorgeous artwork. It's like there's some really cool clocks. Yeah, I, Nixie what kind clocks. of clocks are they? Nixie clocks. Nixie clocks. Um, they use, like, Nixie tubes, which are, I believe, an old Russian thing i don't i don't know how they work um i'm that's sh- up to kyle yeah, to figure I'm out i'm sure kyle you could ask him his twitter and instagram handles are at tgt studios so you can send him questions and if you go on his instagram you will be blown away by the amazing work that he does it's just yeah. brilliant it's i can't believe somebody can make that out of wood i know it's right ridiculous and so like you were gonna say he he's been recognized like across so many different uh platforms and from different news and media outlets and publications on his work and it's funny that you say you one of the initial ways that you connected with him was through uh your enjoyment of the joe rogan podcast because he got recognized on the joe rogan podcast Yeah, just recently actually they yeah, they showed one of his clocks on on the video of his podcast and talked about him and, and his work as well. Um, other places he's been, his, his work has been seen or talked about um, or even clients that he's had. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know his long list here. He, he's been seen on the Today Show, um, Billboard Music Awards, uh, CBC, 
uh, multiple music videos. He's had work in um, National Museum of Mathematics has had his work. Uh, is that the Canadian Museum of um, Mathematics? I'm not sure. I know. I feel like it'd probably be American. I don't know. I know he has a guitar, I believe, that he made that's in a museum in Sweden or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. like His work is all over the world at this point. It's really cool. Um, Can we talk about the microphone holder that he made for T-Pain? Yes. It's that so thing is cool. So badass. I think there's two of them. One's like a brass knuckles looking one that has like these big spikes and stuff. And then another one's this steampunk thing that has this circular um what do you call it? It's like this circular like electrical display that has like this el- lightning kind of looking stuff and it's super cool. Actually, I was I it's was so cool. I was playing um Battlefield with him a, a little while ago and he was talking about how because he's done work for T-Pain before, and he's doing another project currently. I don't know if he... He's been posting it, but I'll, I'll leave out what it is for now until he's finished. Um, but T-Pain's manager was connecting Kyle with somebody else that needed to help him on this project. And, and he introduced um, this other person as... I think he was like a computer guy, so he t- told him what he does for computers, and then he introduced Kyle as the guy that makes awesome shit. The guy that makes awesome shit. Yeah, I was like, that. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, that's basically what you do. Like, that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So no, man, Kyle, he kills it. I he's the one of the few where like every time I scroll through my feeds. His pictures pop up, and I'm guaranteed to click like. Like, I have Always. to like everything that Kyle posts. I have to like it because his art is just so beautiful. It's so good. I have such an appreciation for, you know, people our age who are just like doing cool things like that. You know, mm-hmm. like it's so creative, and he's just created his own lane and doing things that not everybody is doing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he's. I'm not sure how much older than he us he is, but he's pretty close to our age. Um, he lives on the island with his uh, wife and two kids. Um, his wife also just finished university recently as well, and she's doing well for herself. So I'm really happy for all, really for, happy for, all for them and for them. and what he's doing. It's really cool. One of the coolest things though that I've seen him make, he he does a lot of steampunk work or did previously. I'm not sure if. I mean, the Nixie clocks are pretty steampunk as well, but that was like a big part of what he was doing for a while was steampunk things. And he got featured in a, the official PlayStation magazine and the UK version, as well as the Reddit front page for his, I mean, the Reddit front page, that's amazing, <laughs> for his steampunk version of a PlayStation 3. And I think he's also done a PlayStation 4 as well. In steampunk that's so crazy yeah yeah i mean yeah. i don't know if he just like makes a casing for it and then like puts it over the playstation or if he like just makes the thing and puts all the work inner workings into that i don't know how it works but it looks amazing it's super cool that's so cool yeah shout out to kyle miller and tgt studios so go check them out we're gonna post all his social media handles 
in the description below. And he's so sent me a few pictures that I can put up on our Instagram. So I'll be throwing those up there. You can check those out and there'll be a link to his, uh, his profile there as well. So yeah, stay tuned. You can stay tuned to the Roots of Life Instagram page as well. So with Kyle being a woodwork artist, or I guess just a not a musician this week, we don't have a song to play at the end of the podcast. So with that being said, thank you everybody for joining us this evening. We appreciate your attention. We appreciate your ears and you taking the time for being here with us this week. Stay tuned for another episode of the Roots of Life podcast. My name's Taylor. Have a good evening, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Stay safe and stay weird.